Good afternoon. And I'm saying afternoon in such a weird way as I have been home for three days. As I have been waiting for the school district to clear me so I can go back to work because I am caught up in a quarantine close contact situation over here with the school district and of course our lovely friend the Omicron variant. So I basically am not cleared to go back and do my job. And it's been an interesting ordeal uh, with everything and they're busy because everyone's getting sick or getting the variant, I should say, whether they're actually sick or not, or the degree of their sickness is all, you know, negotiable. Uh, but it's been an interesting, interesting case. Uh, so, Sunday night, I filled out a Google form acknowledging that I was in close contact with a individual who was positive. Uh, that was over a week ago. Uh, Sunday was over a week ago, it was Tuesday, so it would have been six days, and I never had an issue with fever or anything like that, but hey, you know, it is what it is, uh, but I was honest in my filling out my form with my job, and now I'm blacklisted, uh, technically I'm yellow badged, that is the term, I'm yellow badged, and I have to wait to get cleared. And they gave me a number to call on Monday, and the line opens at 5 a.m., and I was on hold for eight hours, and I never got through. Uh, that was fun. That was a cool day. Uh, so, a very interesting situation, and I finally kind of just was able to pull some strings and get some people to kind of help me out who have direct lines to health offices and stuff and looks like I'm finally going to be cleared and everything I got approved and I should be able to go back to work tomorrow uh, it's just interesting I really actually let it go halfway through the uh, Monday halfway through being on hold into where I was I, I wanted to work I was healthy to work I didn't feel bad I wanted to go back to work with everything happening and you know be there because there's a crisis in that we don't have subs to cover so teachers have to cover and you know it's a whole ordeal as many of you are experiencing and it's you know I just didn't want to put any more of my colleagues at, you know in that other bind especially when I'm healthy and I want to be there I'm not you know in bed you know I'm not sick so I felt bad. I couldn't really be there. I had to put stress on. Woo! Loud motorcycle. Stress on the school. Stress on my colleagues. But, you know, what I came to my realization is this was the decision they made. This is the decision they agreed upon. These were the terms that they have found the way to administer return to work service. And I have no control over it. And so I just said, if I'm supposed to go back, I'm supposed to go back. I will, I will know when. I will get the information when it's supposed to be given to me. I will have the opportunity when it's supposed to be given to me. I will ask help, uh, you know, and follow the chain of command. But I'm not going to sit there and stress over it. 
Uh, I had some things planned, which was good. It was nice that I had lesson plans and things to do, and I was able to communicate through online platforms with my students that, hey, I'm sorry, I'm waiting to get cleared, I'm good, I just can't get back to work. Uh, and then, of course, ironically, the end of the day yesterday, because I actually thought I'd be coming back today, uh, but I wasn't. I wasn't cleared as of this morning. Uh, but at the end of the day yesterday, if you guys don't know or unaware of, so Las Vegas went on basically a five-day break starting on Friday. So extending the MLK holiday to where we have basically a five-day weekend. Uh, we have staff development on Friday now, which was moved from April. And then we have an extra day on Tuesday added to our vacation, our three-day break, because they want to kind of slow the spread. I actually, and most of the teachers slash other te um, parents that I know, believe it's because of the teachers are out. They, you know, I have to be rude that it doesn't, it's not about the students, not that they, I think the district is wanting the students to get sick. Uh, it's more the point that they don't have enough teachers to cover or subs to cover these jobs. And they, you know, what can they do? They're double, you know, elementary schools are getting double classes. Uh, kids are being stuck basically in like PE and library all day so that's that people can watch them you know it just is what it is uh it's just a sad state of affairs right now that we are forced into and I'm a part of it yay uh but I guess the key thing is that I had more time had time to do this been actually trying to do a podcast the past two days but I've been kind of busy uh one I was busy of course uh being on hold and that kind of even though you kind of do little things as, you know, you're listening to the amazing instrumentals of classic songs and pop hits, uh, you're kind of just not doing things that's going to take your brain, uh, take a lot of brain matter just in case once they click on, you want to be able to answer right away. So I was just doing little things on Monday and then working on some writing and some other things, getting lesson plans and everything organized from what I had arranged. Not that I'm going to give you a rundown of my day, but again, I had more time. The key is I had time and I'm healthy and that's a good thing. I am, you know, fortunately I am healthy. I am not uh, severely sick or incapacitated because of this situation that I was in. So very grateful for that. Uh, you know, I was frustrated Sunday night because when I, the person who got tested, because they had to get tested, they didn't actually finally get the results until Sunday night, and they tested on Wednesday, last Wednesday on the 5th, so it was kind of like, oh, cool, so I, you know, usually get them in 48 hours, they didn't get them until, what, doing math, what is that, 96 uh, so I was doing, being the good Samaritan and being honest on my form and being honest got me a three day extra vacation. And, you know, it's not really a vacation when you're having to so get up early because you have to do the proper procedures of you do, you may go to work and how all that works, work to work. No. So it was just a unique experience. And, you know, uh, my tale is one of many a plethora of tales that continue to come out of this uh, is just very, very enlightening to really realize that I was initially frustrated and I was upset with myself after I was initially frustrated because I shouldn't have been initially frustrated because I should have been like, okay, cool, I get a day off. I get another day off. 
another day off and you get a chance to relax and reflect and recharge with everything going on. Uh, maybe there was supposed to be, maybe there's a major outbreak going on in my classroom. There is a major outbreak going on. Uh, apparently our school is the highest in the district of cases and they're constantly going up. Omicron, of course, we are seen and heard that it's um, more transferable than the other uh, easily transferable, whether you've been vaccinated or not. So it's a, you know, it's a whole gambit of things that are happening and connections that we have to be aware of. And always say reasons, reasons why. And I think I should have tuned in more to my reasoning when this is happening instead of being frustrated because uh, frustration gets you nowhere. Frustration is the ego. And I should have just, again, been more um, present. Uh, you know, I turned around quickly, but it was a 10-minute frustration. Now, of course, I'm not saying you can't be frustrated. It's how you react to the frustration. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to kind of have a moment, but you shouldn't, you know, act out in it. Whether it's, you know, physically, verbally, emotionally. I should say emotionally as an emotionally dangerous, you know, if you want to cuss and curse but you know are you just cussing cursing at yourself cursing at the mirror you know you don't want to be damaging to yourself damaging to others so I kind of was just more just very frustrated uh, on the phone with someone and it wasn't fair to them and you know it's great to be able to recognize oh wait I shouldn't have done that I apologize the key of growth is to not react that way to not react to that contrast because sometimes those contrasts, again, are put there to, as a, a moment of growth. That wasn't a moment to grow right there prior to the acting out. And I did not do as well as I've been training and growing and ascending uh, to, and even to tell others of how to react to those. And so that was a, a uh, that was a strike against me. Uh, but, since then, I've been just very much content to just, let, I said, let it go. Um, this is the way it's supposed to happen. In the long run, it worked out. Get up another five-day weekend, basically. You know, and uh, hopefully others will see this as an opportunity to maybe take some downtime. Uh, and, you know, not go out and be reckless. Whether you feel people are being reckless or not, it is a situation that is happening. It is transferable. People are getting it. So, and it's it's altering lives. I'm thankful that I have a job that I get paid, you know, when I'm not there because I have sick time. Since very uh, beneficial to my my career, but I, many people don't, you know. So it's kind of a. Uh, a sad thing to focus on, a sad thing to uh, realize that so many people are really, really um, suffering a multitude of levels when they get sick or when their kids get sick, and I'm not. So I always try to, I should have done a better job of keeping that in perspective. It's like, I have sick days, I have sick time. You know, we always talk about how we feel bad for our kids, and I do feel bad for my kids, but they're dealing with it too. You know, I have an average of five kids gone each day. You know, it's one of those things. Each day, I have five students pretty much gone from classes. Uh, it's one of those things, right? It's where we are in this world. It's where we are in the situation. That's why we 
you know, have things done online and all that stuff to let kids make sure they have opportunities to learn. But that's what's going on with me. That was been a been interesting start to the new year. Uh, and hey, an interesting ordeal. Very, very one that's um, memorable, not necessarily in a positive way, but it is memorable. I will remember it and I will be thankful more. I Maybe again, that's the key thing. Thankful more about you have a job, you have the ability to, of course, to uh, work and get paid for having sick days and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe my students, maybe that will be a little more uh, thankful when I come back, right? Because it's different for them. They know how it is. You know, again, we give kids, especially high school kids, a lot of, you know, crap about how they act and their demeanor and behavior. And I feel you, you know, I get it. But uh, when you're not there, it's one of those things that they recognize and they react to. And then sometimes they'll be a little bit more uh, appreciative when you come back. So it's a nice thing. Uh, you know, it's just been been awesome. You know, this whole new year, I had fun on the new year. Yes, even though I know Notre Dame lost to a very good Oklahoma State team and they got outscored in the second half, I'm very well aware. For those of you who want to, remind me that they lost on November, on January 1st. But it was still fun to watch them play one more time this season. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed my January 1st celebration. I enjoyed the holidays. I hope you had a good holiday too. Uh, shifting gears, because again, as I had time, I've been uh, doing a lot of the audiobook thing and reading books. And the book I'm reading right now, and I'm uh, halfway through it, I started it actually probably on, I think I started it Monday. It's called Under and Alone by William Queen, uh, and it's about his uh, infiltration into the Mongols Motorcycle Club uh, over a 28-month period. Uh, he's an ATF agent, and he went undercover, and he uh, got some major criminal charges against them and put a bunch behind bars, but it's uh, very much going back to identity. Uh, and losing self because being in there for 28 months, so that's two years and four months, uh, very much he became engrossed in this culture, uh, finding family and devotion. Uh, you know, and I'm assuming again, he's not alone. It happens probably with most undercover agents. It's who they get, who they lose, who they become, who they really are. And it's a very harrowing tale of, you know, who you surround yourself with, you know, who your friends are, company you keep, whether you try to actually hold on to those uh, virtues and pieces of integrity. It's really interesting to see how even though that's there, you have to play the part and then you go back to start pulling the masks that you have every day as I was reading this. You know, you think about and all these other people, what are the masks? They're play- are we playing a part? Are we actually stripping away pieces of ourselves in everyday lives to fit in, to adjust. Uh, you know, We Wear the Mask, you know, is a great poem, of course. And it's true because we do. We wear the mask of who we are as we adjust. You know, I tell my students about reading the room, you know, when they, and how they act, having a personal and a professional outlook and how they should talk in class 
to where they how they talk in the in um, in the hallways and how they talk in class. A lot of times, it's how they talk in the hallways. And every point, would you guys say this way if your mom wasn't here? And they were like, no, heck no. What's the difference? You know, that's how you should kind of you know treat the classroom. Again, to my fellow teachers, you many, especially in high school, many of you've had these conversations and these idealistic principles. But it's a very unique tale or conversation to have with them as they kind of still don't have that perspective, still don't look back on that. Uh, but going back to the book, I recommend reading it. It's a quick read. It's short. It's barely 200 pages. Uh, it's There are some very tense moments uh, as he is describing his interactions with certain individuals, certain nefarious individuals. And, you know, when you start learning that these guys don't care and they will kill anyone and then they definitely kill him as an ATF agent and his family and everything and the lengths they had to do to create his background so like the Mongols I mean they have of course because they're a criminal organization high-priced attorneys and they have they have a high-priced uh, private investigator to look into people who are trying to join their club and they basically had this whole you know this fake identity that they had to create this guy had to be very detailed to where they had people had to pretend to be his family back in North Carolina and his guidance counselors at the high school and stuff like that. It's, so I recommend the read. It's unique. Apparently, as I was doing a little more research on this, so back in 2005 when the book got released, uh, Mel Gibson bought the rights to it. And then subsequently he got arrested and had his, of course, run in with the law and basically the the story, the everything got shelved because uh, uh, he still owns it, and no one will back him on doing it. So it would never became a movie. Uh, so maybe in a few years it'll be a Netflix series. Probably I could see that in a few years because that's the cool thing about Netflix. You can do anything, any type of time or period. In films, it's kind of hard sometimes to go back to a certain age in time. Uh, but Netflix makes it a lot easier to do time pieces. You know, think Stranger Things. Stranger Things takes place in the 80s. You know, things like that. So you're, your nostalgia on these, uh, the streaming services is a lot easier. But I highly recommend it. It's really good. The other thing I did the audiobook on, and I always recommend doing the audiobook on this, is uh, Life Standing Up by... Steve Martin, wait, that's the title, right? Life Standing Up, I just finished it, of course. Just finished it, I did the audiobook, and I was listening to it. Uh, Steve Martin. Memoir. Born Standing Up. Born Standing Up. Uh, is really good, and I recommend doing the audiobook because he narrates it. And so it's always good to hear him talking about his stand-up, his evolution of stand-up, his evolution of his comedic genius, uh, telling stories about it and how he's recreating a lot of his events and a lot of his original stand-up stuff. It's quite, quite good to hear him do it. So if you're a Steve Martin fan, recommend it very much. Uh, highly, it's really good. And again, audiobook that one big time because he does it and uh, he actually has ban banjo interludes to transition between chapters. So I recommend that one. Again, that's the great thing about break, right? As teachers, you get a chance to read. Or, and I've had extra time to do some reading and some listening to some things. Uh, 
but it's been really cool, you know, because like change, right? New year, change. So a few other interesting, cool highlights. Uh, Coach and I have our uh, baseball book going to publishing. So we're planning on probably doing a Christmas release, a holiday release, because we have to do videos to get the website up. But that baseball book should be out, and I'll have more info, but that is done and done. It's going to publishing, uh, and I hopefully over the next few months, I'll have more info about website information and the actual pictures of the cover and stuff like that. And I'm also still trying to find an editor slash publisher for my novel uh, that I've been retooling and doing some extra editing on to kind of go with flow. And I know I sent a few copies out for some background and some early editing ideas. And then I've been doing some listening to people and giving me some feedback and doing some changes because I want it to flow. So that's the other new interesting piece that I'm trying to uh, work on. You know, trying to do a lot of different things, trying to not just stay uh, busy, but to stay uh, with passion and purpose, because that's always a key thing. You know, what's your purpose uh, more than passion? Because passion's great, but if you don't have a purpose, uh, what's it going for? So that's the key thing, you know? And so I've been working on that. So I've been quite uh, quite busy here and there about a bunch, a bunch of different things. So I'm a... Uh, excited about that overall but I did want to share that uh, it was a, a very interesting first three days of uh, hmm, my new experience coming back to work and dealing with the whole the CCSD allowing me to come back in and do my thing uh, I'm going to really do a better job over the next few months to try to get some guests to call in I like to do some guests and interview them. I like doing interviews instead of just talking about ideas because people know me. I can ramble and talk forever, but it's about having a conversation and not just having a conversation with you guys, having a conversation with others. So look forward to it. I appreciate you guys listening. I love you guys. Hope you guys have had a great start to the year and I will talk to you later. Thank you.